Dirty moderates this week, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. announced his reelection campaign. Our 46th president um, will be seeking a second term. This is news to nobody. Um, there was a lot of uh, murmurs and grumbling in the last three years or so that Biden might not run. Um, and I wish in many ways that had been true, but I knew it wouldn't be true. Uh, Joe Biden waited his life, whole life to be president. He even was willing to be eight years of vice president as someone um, uh, who had far less experience, that being Barack Obama. But he served him loyally and, of course, was overlooked, I believe, in 2016 when even Obama said it's Hillary's turn. Well, we might not have had Trump the first time it had been Biden and it would have been a younger Biden. But in 2020, the deck was cleared. Uh, Bernie did very poorly. Everybody else coalesced around Biden. And pretty much from March of 2020 until that November, it was Biden's um, it was Biden's center stage. It was Biden's to lose. And uh, if you remember, Trump was so worried about running against Biden, it led to his first impeachment um, because he tried to extort Ukrainian president Vladimir Zelensky to dig up dirt on the Bidens. Uh, because Hunter had served on the board of a Ukrainian company called Burisma. I don't know if people remember that, but um, he was so worried. And he said, do me a favor. And of course, Zelensky didn't. Uh, and that's, yes, that's the war hero Zelensky now. But remember that Trump was petrified because he knew Joe would beat him. And Joe did. I knew Joe would beat him. And Joe ran a great campaign. And in spite of all the COVID restrictions and all the stuff he could and couldn't do, he still was able to make his case. But he made his case as a challenger, right? An elder statesman, longtime senator from Delaware and vice president. He made his case as a challenger, not an incumbent. And this is what I want to tell everybody. Every election, every election, but specifically our quadrennial elections, they're called our presidential elections, right? Every four years, that election is a referendum on the incumbent. Plain and simple. That's what that's what it is. When Jimmy Carter was denied re-election in 1980 by Ronald Reagan, it was a referendum on the Carter four years. All of those things, the Iran hostage crisis, the feeling of uh, malaise, the uh, high inflation, high interest rates, some similar stuff. You're not exactly the same, um, but a state of a weakened America, Soviet Union that didn't seem to be in decline, but uh, on the rise and all sorts of problems that seemed to bedevil Carter and his allies. And then Teddy Kennedy ran against him for the uh, Democratic nomination in 1980, further wounding him. And then Reagan went on to win 44 states. 1992, just using recent um, one-termers here, of course, William Jefferson Clinton, governor of Arkansas, uh, probably one of the best, if not the best Democratic candidates to ever seek the presidency, uh, sought the presidency when most Democrats were too cowardly to challenge then 41st president of the United States, George H.W. Bush, and Clinton was hat in the ring, um, didn't win in New Hampshire, came in second, but declared himself the comeback kid and just started winning those primaries. Remember uh, the year before the conclusion of the first Gulf War, very successful Gulf War where George H.W. Bush and his team uh, and his, and the international coalition he built, to his credit, did a marvelous job, liberated Kuwait from Saddam's invasion of it in like 30 days. We didn't go all the way in like his son did. We didn't get mired in a misadventure. No, he uh, he did the job. And 
the economy started to sour. He was viewed as Bush was disconnected on the economy, detached. And when a 46-year-old Arkansas governor, barely known, though he had given the 1988 um, nominating speech for Mike Dukakis, um, he sought the presidency. All odds seemed against him. Uh, that year, H. Perot, the billionaire tycoon, threw his hat in the ring as a third-party candidate, disgusted with the uh, rising deficits that Reagan and Bush had left us. Uh, and by November, a weakened uh, George H.W. Bush, both by Perot and a very strong challenge for the first time at that time in history in 12 years by another Democrat. Uh, George H.W. Bush lost re-election. Bill Clinton won. Ross Perot did uh, siphon off about 19 million votes. Um, however, I still think Clinton would have won those votes or won a percentage of those votes anyway. I don't, a lot of people once thought it would have been uh, Perot through the election. In truth, Bill Clinton uh, killed it in the Electoral College. It was 365 electoral votes. Pretty big. Uh, Biden did not come near that. Uh, he's probably the biggest. I think Obama got to 360 in the second uh, or the first go around. But the point being, 2020, Donald Trump, worst president of the United States history, uh, mismanages a global pandemic. By the time he uh, faces the voters, there's about 400,000 Americans dead, right? You forget that because now we're like at 1.2, 1.3. But that right there from about February, March till November, we lost about 400,000 people. And Trump told everybody to you know, drink bleach and it would be go away by Easter and all sorts of um, embarrassingly um, inept and dangerous stuff. And uh, the economy during COVID, of course, had crashed. It was pretty good under Trump, to be honest. Um, so he had lost that as a talking point, And that was it. You know, it was one of those catastrophes. They ran hostage crisis, sunk Carter, uh, the recession uh, really did Bush in and uh, COVID uh, and its mismanagement, I really believe, sent Trump away, though he never went away. By the way, he still hasn't conceded the election. Don't forget that. Traitor Trump, Cheeto Von Sedition, as I like to call him. But now Biden's got to face the music. He's got to face the voters. He has a lot to boast about. Okay, record job creation. He really has. Unemployment is very, very low, probably the lowest in 50 years. His infrastructure bill was terrific. Okay. His Inflation Reduction Act, though I opposed it, did make a lot of uh, big investments in clean energy. Um, most agencies, most groups thought it was the most important uh, action toward climate change since Paris Peace Accord. Um, inflation remains stubbornly high, although uh, it has come down a bit. Uh, certainly on the global stage, much like another one-termer, George H.W. Bush, uh, Biden, not that Biden's a one-termer, we don't know that yet, but uh, he also has led a fabulous coalition globally to defeat Putin's imperialist advances against Ukraine um, and uh, has given them the necessary supply, though they're still going to need more. But he's gotten Western Europe uh, and America on the same page. He strengthened NATO, Finland and Sweden, Russia's neighbors, which never were in NATO, are now in NATO because of Putin's folly. So there's that. And of course, this is very important too. Biden got us out of Afghanistan. The others did not. Obama did not do it. Okay. Right. Trump said he was going to do it. That was the deal that Biden acted on. That was Trump's deal with the Taliban, but he didn't do it. Okay. Certainly George H.W. Bush, as George W. Bush, Bush 43 didn't do it. Point being is it was, it was an ugly, painful uh, exit. Uh, nobody was happy with it, but he got us out. Okay. 
Everybody knows where I stand politically. I think Joe Biden has uh, done very good things in terms of cap, uh, capping insulin prices for seniors. And it's a very good use of government. Uh, uh, the Respect for Marriage Act finally codified gay marriage into law. Um, he seemed to handle the Chinese spy balloons. Well, he got more judges appointed than Trump and then, than most Democrats other than Bill Clinton. So there's a lot. And people say that it was no big deal that he made the 2022 election a referenda on um, the state of democracy. Remember, he gave that speech was sort of harrowing with red lights behind him saying MAGA is threatening our democracy. And you know what? We know that voters agreed and about four to 11 percent anywhere in there in, in places like Arizona, where Carrie Lake lost and, and uh, Georgia, where Herschel Walker lost and in Pennsylvania, where thankfully Doug Mastriano lost, agreed with um with Biden, that enough election denying, enough lying, Trumpism is a scourge, let's move on. So yeah, okay, but he is going to be 86 if he wins a second term and, and serves it, okay? If he completes it, 86. I do not believe in ageism. I'm one of those people that thinks our obsession with youth in this country and in this culture is unhealthy. But you know what? When somebody's 80 and he's 80 you now, Somebody is going to be between 82 and 86 for the next four years. Anything can happen. And to say that it can't is to be ridiculous. He's too old. The economy could be in a huge recession. Despite all the accomplishments, there are warning signs ahead, um, especially if the Republicans crash the economy by not agreeing to raise the debt ceiling. But even apart from that, this has been a slow recovery. Yes, unemployment is low, but inflation, as I said, is higher than people would like. Interest rates are hurting consumers. Uh, people don't feel necessarily all that prosperous. Yes, COVID's behind us, but you know there is a, still a sense that there's a lot of work to do. Um, though Trump spent a ton of money on the uh, tax cuts in his term, Biden pumped a lot more into the economy, I think something like $6 trillion, um, and that's a lot of money. And that absolutely has increased the inflationary um, nature of this economy. It's not the only reason. But, you know, Biden can't go before the voters next year and say, well, we're still in a supply. There's a supply chain crisis and we had a pandemic. Yeah, we know, but people elect you to do the job. And again, every election is a referendum on the incumbent. Okay. Um, his health. Uh, my producer just asked me, what if he had an aneurysm right now? What would we do? I'd say, well, we'd have to have a primary. And in the event, and this is the big, uh, the big thing to remember that he were to die in office or incapacitated, the constitutional role of pres of the president falls upon the vice president. And that vice president is Kamala Harris. And that vice president is deeply unpopular. I don't care why. It isn't just racism and sexism. I think that's part of it. But people don't like her. Actually, women don't like her. Black people don't like her. I've spoken to many people who are not white males who don't like her. There is something repellent about her to voters. And if you remember Hillary Clinton, though I voted for her, anybody but Trump, she did not have a popular profile. And these are in many ways popularity context, contests. These presidential elections are writ large. Kamala is not the superstar that we had hoped she would be. A lot of people aren't going to like that I say this, um, but they put themselves in a bind. Biden said he was going to appoint a black woman. He did, and now he has made him. Uh, he's made a bargain. He stuck with it, even if he dumped Kamala. 
short of Michelle Obama, who everybody would love, and Michelle Obama, I think, is rare in that she could unite the nation. There really isn't anybody to replace Kamala. Not with enough experience. I mean, despite what people don't like about Kamala, she was um, Attorney General, and she was a DA, and she was a senator, so she is experienced, but she's proven herself somewhat um, wobbly, to say the least, on a national stage, and she doesn't translate the likability factor and that's part of it joe biden was able to win a lot of the lincoln project or republican leaning vote in those previously uh, reddish states that trump had turned red the michigan's pennsylvania wisconsin biden was able to flip arizona and georgia he's an old white guy let's call it for what it is but now he's going to be an 80 year old white guy and he's going to have to run on not just telling everybody how many accomplishments he's um He's achieved, and he has. That's the thing. I don't agree with everything he's done, but he has been a steward of normalcy and security and decency in this, I I say, quasi-post-Trump era because Trump hasn't really gone away, and that is the other problem. There are gazillion ways Trump could win again. Right now, it looks like Ron DeSantis will enter the race, but he also may not enter the race. Trump is massacring him. I urge you to watch the videos, uh, calling him Governor Pudding Fingers, ripping apart his record in Florida, which is what Ron is running on and which he's trying to sell to the same base of the same party. But Ron, and I'm not new in saying this, is a tribute band. They can have the real thing in Trump. When Ron gets testy with reporters, it looks churlish. It looks amateurish. It looks bitchy. When Trump does it, people like it. People see him, right? He said, I am your vengeance. I am coming to avenge all the things that you hate. If they feel like he's their avatar, this being they, the people that support him, the cult, the crazies. But remember, he was able to win enough independence to narrowly edge out Hillary in 2016. The point being is this is going to be a razor-thin election. It's going to be decided yet again because of our electoral college in these states, okay? Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, okay? And and North Carolina will be in play. It is very possible. Oh, and Nevada. I forgot Nevada. North Carolina uh, will very much be in play. Obama won it the first time. Of course, that was a sort of special year uh, rejection of uh the Bush era and stuff, and he and he get it. He did not win it. Romney won it the second time. It has been red since. It was red before. Even Bill Clinton didn't win it. Last Democrat before Obama was Jimmy Carter in '76 to win North Carolina. But it's a purple state, um, and it it, it and, and Biden almost got it in 2020. Now, is he going to be too weakened to to be competitive there in in 2024? I don't think so because we're in a hyper polarized electorate. And if he can get that 50 plus one that he would need in a state like North Carolina, he could win it, which brings us to Nevada, which has been trending more red all the time. Nevada had been red um, in the years. Clinton had carried twice, red always before that, Reagan and Nixon and Ford and all those guys. Bill Clinton got in 92 and 96. It's very much in play now because with each election since Obama, 2008, 12, Hillary in 16, and 20 with Biden. Barack got it twice, Nevada. Hillary won Nevada, and Biden did, but it was a, Biden did, but it was a very weak showing. Okay, and even the uh, senatorial election this na- last November, Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, I mean, by a hair's breadth, got in. 
and the Democratic governor uh, was defeated and they elected a Republican governor, okay, in an otherwise bluish year. So Joe Biden will be closer to 90 than 80 by the end of his second term, which is probably why 70% of the country doesn't want him to run and 65% of the country doesn't want Trump to run. Too bad, right? Because in a nation of 320 million people, this is our choice. We are going to have a rematch. It's not a rematch I want. Now, let me state this. We at Dirty Moderate will be backing Joe Biden because he is the Democratic nominee, and we are not Democrats. But he is he is carrying the mantle for an America that we know and love, America the experiment, America the idea that is seriously endangered by Trump and Trumpism and anything re reflecting the sentiments and views of MAGA. We don't want a repeat of that, but let's say Biden has a stroke on the stump. Oh, dear God, right? Imagine that, and he can't run. Kamala ends up being the nominee. I know we've never been in that situation. If it happened before the actual campaign, there would have to be a primary. Kamala doesn't automatically get coronated as president. Well, nobody gets coronated. That's not the, really the right word, but you know what I mean. Kamala would only assume the offices of the presidency in the event of the president's incapacitation or death. Well, he's done a good job, but... In that 70% of the country that doesn't want Biden to run, that includes more than half of Democrats. And listen, the arguments for sticking with Biden are not inconsequential, right? Incumbency is, is very strong, and that's the other thing. Biden does have the power of incumbency. I started the speech tonight by talking about um, one-termers. Well, there haven't been that many. In the 20th century, it was Taft, lost re-election, 1912. Um, and I'm not including people that, that didn't run or, or were not elected like Gerald Ford. I'm just talking about the people who did not win re-election. Taft, 1912, then you have to go all the way, believe it or not, to Jimmy Carter in 80, and then George H.W. Bush in 92, and then in the 21st century, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is only the third incumbent not to be re-elected since World War II. So that Biden does have incumbency going for him, but... He's still an older guy, and anything can happen. The toll is easy to see. I'm not suggesting Biden is full-blown dementia. That's what Fox News wants you to believe. But he's slower, right? And he kind of kind of putters. He's always had a stutter. That's not new. But, you know, in 2020, remember this too. Because of COVID, he campaigned virtually pretty much. It's going to be a real-world campaign schedule. Biden's going to have to hit the stump. Hard. He's going to have to go out on the hustings. It's not easy if you're 50 or 60. And probably more grueling than, than this octogenarian may think. In a lot of polls, not all, Biden is neck and neck with Trump. But in a recent Washington Post ABC poll, this goes back a few months now, February, Trump was slightly ahead an hypothetical rematch. Now, the more people see of Trump, the less they like him. I do believe he has a deep problem with suburban moderates, women, independents. They may all, like all of us, say it's got to be Joe because we can't afford Trump. But if it's Ron DeSantis for any reason, Ron, who I think is proving himself to be really bad at politics outside his fiefdom of Florida, his little fascist fiefdom, he will be 44 years old. He will be an alternative 
He will point to Florida as a conservative success. He will run against woke to a fault. Do I think that will work in, uh, overall? No, but I think there are vulnerabilities the Democrats have on certain issues when they stick to just identity politics. But we don't know what the national mood is going to be a year and a half from now. Could be radically shifted. If Biden, well, the economy may boom more, and that will put Biden in a much better place. But boy, a visual um, picture. Just think of a visual picture between a, a really ailing Biden or an older incumbent Biden and a young Ron DeSantis. Not good. And also, Trump is older, but he's got more verve. And he's going to be on fire. His campaign is already running ads against Biden on the border. Very vulnerable, the Democrats are on the border, on inflation, on trans women in sports, you know, things that the Democrats are going to have a very hard time defending. To Biden's credit, he's gone out. He went ahead with the Willow Project, which was the drilling in the Alaskan area against what the left wanted. But he knew he had to do that for jobs, for unions, et cetera. He went ahead and and, and overrode D.C., which has... Um, which is basically controlled by Congress, but really came up with some stupid carjacking laws, some really pro-crime laws, you could say. He made sure to step in and veto um, that, which Republicans had put together, but said we're not going to allow D.C. to you know, tear itself apart. And um, he's been very, very, very uh, vocal about changing his immigration policy. Has it been too late? I don't know. But he let Title 42, um, which was the law uh, barring people uh, coming into the country during COVID, he has extended that, which was a Trump era law, uh, to try to get some control of the border, and he didn't want to look reckless. You know, the Democrats are very vulnerable on this. And in an ideal world, we'd have a primary, we'd have a real primary. But we're not going to. Even... Bobby Kennedy's son, Bobby Kennedy Jr., though he's running as an anti-vax nut, and Marianne Williams and Miss Woo Woo are challenging Biden for the Democratic nomination. Poll not terribly, actually, which also does not bode well for the president. So I say this to everybody. We are backing Biden. We are here. We are not abandoning you. We're not abandoning America. But I'd be lying to you, and anyone is lying to you who tells you there are not real hazards ahead. I just hope we don't have to brace for impact. Folks, thank you for indulging me and listening. You know, I'm only going to come here and tell you the truth, or at least the truth as I see it. Um, lots of great more content coming up here on the podcast. Lots of exciting stuff. So thank you for supporting us. Thank you for sticking with us. And of course, in the meantime, until we see you next time, Stay dirty, stay moderate, and stay safe.